0: All right, so uh, this is our our first podcast. This is the Heath Post podcast. The Heath Post is a blog that Matthew and uh, and I do, and uh, until recently, we had a third uh, third person on the site who calls himself Go Heath. And uh, but for now, it's just the two of us. And so this is our podcast, and this is officially our first podcast. Although we sort of played with one last time. So um So anyway, here we go. So I guess we're going to talk through kind of what we've been doing at the Heath Post, which is at heathpost.com. Um
1: yeah, so what um
0: Yeah, I so guess, introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, this is Matthew. Uh I suppose we're going to go back to what a week ago and just talk about what we posted during the
0: last yeah, week. Well, yeah, why don't we just uh why don't we just go in reverse order from now? And, um, okay. why don't we just go backwards? That's fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that way we can, we'll just cut off after 30 minutes wherever we are. Okay. That works for me. Um, so, um, so yeah, so, okay. The, the most recent post then is, uh, is something this morning. So, so I live in Madisonville, Kentucky, which is in, um, uh, the Western end of uh, Kentucky, although not all the way out. And and Matthew and I and uh, Go Heath, who was also part of the site, uh, we all grew up in West Paducah, Kentucky, which is in very western Kentucky. And um, we all went to school together, high school together. And I have lived other places, but now I live in Madisonville, uh, which is a town uh, of about uh, uh, 22,000 people, I think, something like that. Um, in western Kentucky. And so I kind of have an ongoing series that he's Post called Oh Kentucky, which is based on an old tourism motto for the state. And uh, so I sporadically post these Oh Kentucky posts, which are kind of roundups of news from around the state little news items that I gather from, I follow, I monitor all kinds of uh, local newspaper um, email bulletins and Twitter, uh, Twitter feeds and, and that sort of thing. So I just kind of grab up uh, a dozen of those or so and drop them into a post called Oak Kentucky. And so we've had a, a couple of those in the last few days. And um, uh, so today uh, I'm stumping for uh, a girl. I'm, I'm being very local. I'm stumping for a girl who drew a potential Google Doodle, and she goes to a local middle school. And uh, we can all vote for her through March 6th for her Google Doodle, because it'll be a lot of money to uh, the school and scholarship for her. And she uh, did a beautiful potential uh, um, Google Doodle called the future is love. And I guess that's one of the main things in the in the post. I don't even know if Matthew's had an opportunity to look at this one. No, day.
1: I haven't I haven't looked at the I was just looking at the picture and the funny thing is
0: <laughs> So no one's read my <laughs> post. <laughs> no, the
1: funny thing is though that when I looked at her doodle the first thing I thought it said was Love is greed. <laughs> and I thought wait, no that's not how you spell greed. Oh it's great. Oh <laughs> okay. so, no no that's that's where my mind is
0: so the other uh, the other thing, I'll just pull out one little other item out of this. Casting my
1: vote as we speak.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Apparently, you can vote every day through March sixth. So so please keep doing that. Um, another item from that post that I'll pull out. Uh, I had, had so I went to Western Kentucky University and uh, was involved in sports writing and stuff like that. And I had met this fellow before. Um, he was an assistant football coach when I was around. Uh, When I was a student at Western, he was kind of still around the program in some kind of volunteer capacity or something. But anyway, I found him Butch Gilbert, Coach Gilbert. And um, anyway, I learned a lot more about his life that he died. Uh, He was 87 years old, but he had um, he had a really lively football career all there in Bowling Green. He was a star at Bowling Green High School in the 40s. And then he went to Western. And um, so the little story that so the so the. So the news feed that I picked up is from the local television station, uh, WBKO, and um, uh, they said that in 19, uh, let's see, where was it? Here we go, yeah. So so he plays in the homecoming game. He was the center in 1950, and they're playing Eastern Kentucky, which is a major rival, particularly in football. It's Murray State more in basketball. But in football, they're playing uh, Eastern Kentucky on homecoming. and uh, they tie up the game on a long touchdown pass and then uh, and, and Butch Gilbert was the center and then he comes around and kicks the winning extra point so anyway he had a big big career and then he was a big high school football coach all in the area and then was a was an assistant football coach with the football team when they were really good and helped develop these guys who went and played in the NFL and um, anyway he had a That's he great. had a, he was kind of a local hero yeah absolutely absolutely a local hero so anyway rest in peace butch Gilbert Um that's cool. So anyway, Matthew can't comment on that one because he hasn't even read it. We'll see if he's read the next <laughs> one. So <laughs> it's going to be a long string of me talking. So then, we're continuing to, to stay very local to Bowling Green. Well, apparently
1: Bowling Green is the hotbed of all terrorist activity in the world. Yeah, so.
0: yeah, absolutely. So now we've got a guy who was arrested. He's from Turkey, and uh, this is in that, that Oh Kentucky post, and the news broke yesterday that there's a fellow that, uh, has been,
1: um, well, I didn't understand from the story. Has he actually been arrested?
0: You know, that's a good question. I may have that detail wrong, but in any event, there is a fellow that has been identified in Bowling Green, uh, a Turkish man who has been identified by the Austrian government as someone who is hacking their government website. So I don't know if he's been apprehended or not, but anyway, so yeah, Bowling Green, there you go. And, uh, yeah, we had the uh, the case. Yeah, the
1: massacre recently, and then this.
0: So. Yeah, had the, had the massacre guys, the the faux massacre, and uh, the two um, uh, Iraqi terrorists. Uh, they they had been involved with um, their fingerprints had been found on IEDs, and then they were discovered and apprehended from Bowling Green. So yeah, Bowling Green has a large has a large. Uh, um, uh, I I struggle here to say whether it's a refugee community or immigrant community. I think it would be more correct to say they have a large refugee community. Um, And so anyway, I
1: I would have assumed that most of these people in Bowling Green were there because of the university. But
0: well, there's that there is that. But it also has, uh, for example, it has a a number of Somali refugees. um, That's interesting. uh, uh, So in any event, yeah. So. They had a really so good.
1: Um, sorry, this is off topic a little bit, but okay. I, I guess I'm thinking about that Rand Paul thing. But uh, they had, they did have a really good This American Life a few weeks ago now, where they uh, focused specifically on the issue of okay, so we need to upgrade the you know the the methods to use the vetting. And so what does that actually mean? Like, what's the current Mm -hmm. system in place? How does that work? Uh, Mm -hmm. what changes would make sense? And it's very interesting because that's a question that honestly, I haven't, I'd never heard anybody address. And Bowling Green its you know, I mean, Bowling Green's at the center of all that, right? Because that was when the last changes to the vetting occurred was. Right. We're we're
0: driven. uh, As I understand it, we're driven by that case specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what plays out with that. The um, the next post is uh, okay. Another I, I do everybody I do all these posts by like some series. I never do just one off things, but they're always like in some kind of ongoing series. And so the the next one is really? <clears throat> part of the freak the freaking <laughs> pretty much the freaking weekend series, which is um, so I continue to
1: oh oh you mean oh you're going to the next post okay yeah yeah I'm yeah yeah, I was, okay.
0: yeah so. This is um, uh, looking at the, um, the weekend of, of February 27 28 and 29 1971 so this freak out, so I, I like listen to music and watch TV shows from the same dates but in 1971 or just moving forward. This started in 1968 so three years ago and I've continued to do that and just kind of moved sequentially through the calendar. Um, Uh, as we go. And so we continue to stay in Bowling Green. The big thing last night, 1971, was the big Murray Western basketball game, men's basketball game. And uh, so the 1971 Hilltoppers, that's the best team in Western history. They're going to end up going to the Final Four. Um, But last night, they clinched, last night, 1971, they clinched the Ohio Valley Conference uh, Championship with a convincing victory over Murray State, which had given them their only OVC loss of the season to that point, point. and uh, so anyway, I was reading a little bit about so the post mentions that that game's coming up, and there's actually a little bit of a clip from that game. That's it's silent, but there's a clip of the game that's available on YouTube. So that's posted there in the freaking weekend site from yesterday, our post from yesterday. Um, but this I found really interesting. I was reading about this game. And at least according to the College Heights Herald, which is the college paper at Western at the time when this <clears throat> Murray game at Western took place, uh, it had the highest attendance of any college basketball game uh, ever in Kentucky in the state of Kentucky up until that point. Yeah, yeah, excellent. The largest crowd to ever witness a basketball game on a college campus in Kentucky. Maybe there's a distinction there. Maybe there were games at Freedom Hall or something. That's probably so. But uh, 14,227 people attended this game at uh, Dill Arena in uh, Bowling Green. And uh, so Western wins, and they won, uh, let's see, what was the final? It was 79 to – 73 to 59. Was the win. So this was huge because now because now Western has clinched the OVC. And that means at the, at the time, of course, there was no conference tournament. So that also clinches an NCAA tournament berth uh, in the East Regional. That's all set up. You know, that's all kind of hardwired of who goes where. And so they're going to head to the East Regional. And one of the you know, one of the opponents, how the bracket will work is the SEC champion, and I think by this point, UK has already clinched the SEC championship. They're certainly leading. So, that's going to be a huge deal.
1: So, when up. did... Um, when did... Do you know when uh, the OBC started doing a tournament?
0: I want to say that was when... That was in the... Uh, as, re, as, as long ago as the late 70s. I, I know okay. that so around the
1: same time, everybody
0: else started. Yeah, I think it was tournament. before the SEC tournament.
1: Uh, so I was looking at Memorial Gym. Tournament. So Memorial Gym, the capacity was twelve thousand. Yeah. So yeah, if if uh, if Diddle Arena was bigger, yeah, that so would there make you go. sense. That that would be the largest. That's crazy. Yeah, well, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny to think about.
0: Yeah. Well, this was a huge, this was a huge, huge deal. This team had, uh, uh, this did not come out of nowhere. They, um, this was a senior dominated team. They had uh, four guys, uh, Jim McDaniels, Jim Rose, Clarence Glover, and uh, Gary Sunmacher who were uh, at the end of, ends of their Western careers. And when McDaniels came out of Scottsville, Kentucky, he was the, at least by some reports, the highest recruited um, athlete in the country, basketball player in the country at the time. And he sort of convinced – oh, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. He sort of convinced the other guys, Rose and Glover, uh, to join him. The story goes that he convinced them to join him at Western. Those, those two were also from Kentucky. Jim Rose from Hazard, he was an uh, outside shooter, as I understand it, and then Clarence Glover, who was a, who was a forward – and uh, he was from Horse Cave, which is not far from Bowling Green. But uh, let's see, Jim Rose was going to somewhere out west. There's um, the story. Yeah, he, I think he was going to. No, he was going to Houston. So after Alvin Hayes had made that uh, a big deal, he was going to go to Houston. And Clarence Clever was going to Florida State. And all these guys come out in the same year. Jim McDaniels had been at least somewhat recruited by UK to be the first African-American player there. Um, so he was a big deal right, right? and and then he convinces the other two to come with him. And Sunmacher was a, um, uh, junior college transfer. He had actually played at Paducah, um, on a, um, national junior college championship team there. And so this was a big deal. This was a That's good team. Cool. They knew they were going to be good and they were, and, uh, they are steadily, um, you know, they're around the top 10, All year long, I think they'd gotten as high as number four in the country Um, a little earlier in the year. They'd slipped back a little bit after Murray. Murray beat them at Murray um, in a very close game, I don't know, three or four weeks ago in 1971. And so they had slipped a little bit in the rankings. But they were known to be good, and they were that good. And now they're headed to the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, Well, you look, I mean, that... In the in the post on the Heat Post, you have the top twenty and Murray State seventeen, so it's not like they lost to
0: Yeah a bad yeah. team. So Yeah. It's yeah. crazy it to think the,
1: the OVC had two teams in the top twenty.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of mind boggling. But it is it is pretty wild. Uh they are um the um they're gonna end up losing and and I think Eastern was good that year. they Western's going to end up losing one more game. They lose their last regular season game to Austin P. Um, so the OBC was very, very good. That's odd. Awesome. Uh, I
1: wonder if yeah. they that's, – that's interesting. I wonder – well, they had already clinched, so I wonder if they
0: were just going to – Yeah. Yeah. They did – in that game, they started uh, a bunch of reserves. Um, although they, they were leading. They were leading when those reserves left the game and the starters came back in. Um huh. But anyway, Austin P was good too and yeah, it was just a great uh, it was a great conference, particularly that year. So. So, anyway, that's what's going on there. So there's some other stuff in that post. And um, okay, and then I think it's, it's me all again. You.
1: I, it's it's all you. It's going to be i not done anything. But, yeah, yeah done this,
0: anything is, this is brutal. This is brutal. It's just going to be a whole bunch of me talking. So, more Oak oh, Kentucky uh, let's see the uh, the CEO of Humana, which is a big healthcare company, uh, health insurer, and in, based in Louisville, was at uh, Washington yesterday, part of a junket to purportedly talk healthcare reform, uh, repealing replacing the ACA. So that was going on. Um, I don't know some different stuff going on. Yeah, so you responded about the. Uh, in Catlettsburg, Kentucky, the uh, the police had put on their car. <laughs> well, that was
1: a national story. I mean, I that was yeah.
0: covered nationally.
1: So, yeah, I I read about that ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so, what's
0: the deal? Do you know anything about this comic book character? Oh my God, that- yeah, yeah, no,
1: yeah. Rob was Rob Parsley was a uh-huh. huge Punisher fan when we were in college. So. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. So. I mean, What's the deal? He's a vigilante murderer. Yeah, yeah.
1: His I forget how I forget the backstory exactly, but it's it's sort of in the same vein as Rambo, right? You take the idea of yeah. Rambo, and then you you take it and you kind of put it create this comic character out of that or Death Wish, you know that series, right? So yeah. you've got you've got this guy. I think something horrific happens to his family. He's you know pretty much goes crazy decides he he wants justice that the law doesn't work that you know and so he sets out to essentially kill the bad guys okay like he's not arresting people or taking them to jail right. or anything right I mean, he's the first he's the first real comic book character i can think of that that went beyond that you know most of those guys try to work within the law and he is not so
0: yeah Um. well there you go so the police in catlitzburg which is in eastern kentucky were using this logo of this uh comic book character as part of some kind of blue lives matter stickers that they were putting on their cars but they said they were sorry and they took them off so there you go (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm still I'm, not sure I understand. Well, and I thought about this later, like, you know, so is ignorance I mean, you know, they essentially said to yourself, we had no idea. We thought this yeah. was like a military thing. And right. but even then I thought, well, <laughs> you know, military and police are kinda of different, right?
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I, well, you know, I think we were all supposed to just pipe down.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they said they were sorry and they took off the stickers and so I we should so. all just all of us snowflakes should just be quiet. So. <laughs> Move <laughs> okay. on. Yeah. Move on. Nothing to see here. That's right. Nothing to see here. Uh, there is a, one more thing I want to pull out. I thought this was really interesting uh, writing. So the, you know, like every other, I, I, I would imagine, like every other governor in the state or senator or representative, uh, Kentucky's governor, Matt Bevan circulates, uh, um, I don't know how frequent it is, but probably weekly. Um, op-ed uh, to whatever newspapers or outlets that will use it, and uh, this last week's was was published in the uh, Hazard Herald, and um, anyway, I thought that some of the language in it was really, uh, was kind of telling and interesting, and it says, uh, let me pull this up, I'm so sorry, uh, the fight drive and determination that cleared the dense forests of this region and turned them into beautiful meadows where thoroughbreds graze remains an integral part of our culture. The work ethic that ventured deep underground to provide coal that energized the nation is woven into our people's DNA. This is part of his last paragraph. I just think I think that uh to me uh that this whole notion of humans harnessing the earth um for progress anyway that 's they're clearly trying to hammer that you know uh, governor whoever's writing this well and maybe it 's Governor bevan, maybe Governor bevin 's writing it himself, but whoever it is um, is is kind of like hammering on that notion of you know that 's what that 's what frontier people do is we harness the earth for For human progress. So anyway, I just thought that was
1: interesting. I thought to me the most interesting thing about that, and this is something, I mean, I've been out of Kentucky now for a long time. I live in Idaho. And before that, I lived in North Carolina and before that, Pennsylvania. So I've been out of Kentucky for a long time. But I thought what was interesting to me about that is I've never had the impression from Kentucky that they want to be North Carolina, that they want to be Tennessee, that they want to be Texas. My impression from Kentucky is they want to be Kentucky. They're happy yeah. being Kentucky. They yeah. want jobs. They want security. They want health care. They want all those things. But they don't necessarily want to be the crown jewel of manufacturing and engineering and all this stuff. I mean, I I found that to be kind of interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm.
1: that's changed. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe that – but Kentucky has never been – overly aggressive at courting, you know, manufacturing jobs or businesses mm-hmm. or things like that. I mean, you think about the Toyota deal. Who was, who was that? Was that, was that Martha Lane? Who, what, yeah. Yeah. It's Martha Lane Collins. Yeah. I mean, that, that was in that's in been a 80s. long, that's yeah, that's, that's a long time ago. And that was <laughs> so, the last time I can remember them really aggressively going after.
0: Yeah something but so I do think that that, uh, that governor bevan would just flatly reject what you just said and so we are absolutely aggressive but but or, or at least trying to become more aggressive and that that is in fact a big part of his push uh, uh, that's a big part of his agenda I heard I heard no, somebody I speak,
1: guess what I'm saying is is that something the people of Kentucky want yeah that yeah. that would be my question
0: yeah that's a good question um, the I heard a speaker last week he's in uh, small business development at uh, and he's part of Murray State University. I feel like we're talking about four things over and over again, but anyway, he's part of he's part of Murray State, and he's in small business development for Western Kentucky. and uh, And he was talking about how, well, first of all, he said his impression of Governor Bevin's administration. He really wasn't making a political statement. He said, you know, whether you root for him or not, uh, or you're whether you're for this administration or not, uh, that the whole everything that he's doing is about workforce development. And um, I thought that was interesting. And so I've been trying to think about that a little bit in the last week in reading news and see if I think that's correct. But the other thing that this guy said that, that that kind of like speaks to your point is he said that uh, uh, Fort Campbell, which is in Western Kentucky is spending out, I forget how many he said per month, but I think it was, I want to say 300. There's 300 people that are, are rotating out of active military duty in some kind of honorable, you know, honorable discharge type situation. Sure. You know, they're just cycling, and, and these people are highly trained and uh, and proven in their ability to, you know, um, function in a workplace and that sort of thing. And um, so it's this huge um, spigot of qualified, trained workers, you know, who are ready to go into the marketplace, and he was talking about, I don't know how long ago he was, but uh, how long ago this was, but this guy I was talking about, he was so frustrated, he went to a job fair in, uh, in Fort Campbell, and uh, which is right on the Kentucky border uh, with Tennessee, Right, and, uh, but it's in Kentucky, and he said that there were uh, 70, I think he said there were 75 companies that were there interviewing uh, potential employees, and only three of them were from Kentucky. The rest <laughs> were from Tennessee. So, I thought that was real, and that kind of maybe speaks a little bit to what you were saying, but uh, in terms of not being real aggressive about I
1: don't know, I mean, I think it's interesting he's obviously targeting the pension, right, mm-hmm. the uh, state pension system, which is something that's become common for republican governors and um, I don't know that you know that concerns me, but yeah, that's I you know, it's funny. I was reading something. There was a piece recently I was reading about the state of Kansas, which is something I haven't followed that closely. I don't know if you've followed much about Kansas, but, you know, no, the, not at all. You know, the governor there was made famous when he first came in because one of the comments he made was I forget the wording exactly, but essentially what he said was we're going to be a great experiment. Okay. Right? and this conservative ideas of how we're going to run this stuff. And so they slashed business taxes. They slashed um, taxes for what they call pass-through income,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: So investment income, things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's essentially the same things that you hear Trump talking about now that people like Bevin would like to do in Kentucky, and I, I, it would be interesting to take a harder look, I think, for the rest of the country at Kansas and say, well, okay, what's working there? What's not working there? Yeah. Is this something the rest of us really want? I mean, yeah. Kansas is running a $360 million deficit because all these cuts they've made have not – they're not getting the money out of it they expected to get. Hmm. And where the rest of the country's GDP has grown at like 9.2 <clears> percent <throat> during – this time that he's been the governor, Kansas's GDP is growing at like two point something percent. So, okay. the question is, why is that? You know, why is yeah. it growing so slow? If you've made all these incentives to bring companies in there and grow your GDP, why isn't it growing? What's happening?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so I don't know, but I wish it's hard because it's hard to find that kind of coverage anymore. Like, yeah. people just don't. You know, nationally, they tend to cover large national stories. Um, mm-hmm. If something like that's happening in Kansas, it's kind of hard to, unless you're going to go seek it out, it's kind of hard to follow it.
0: Yeah, I do uh, think you have to go seek it out. I think that, that that there's more availability of, like, you can get into these agencies and nonprofits and stuff that, that, that perform the, the data analysis. I think there's less coverage of that analysis from right. kind of independent media. But the... If you know what you're looking for or know what you're going for, you can, you know, the great thing about access is, is that you can actually just go and deal with the agency directly as opposed to, yeah, no, know, that's true, sifting through some. But you have to know what you're looking for. So Terrence Jones is waived.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he got picked up on anybody or not.
0: Uh, it, it disappoints time. me. It disappoints me. I was so excited about
1: I was and hoping it, it, the Cavaliers for somebody might get him. You know, sure, somebody good. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. But well, it's not working out so well for the Pelicans. No, with uh, Cousins and Davis together. So uh, the Pacers. See if they around. The
1: Pacers have signed Terrence Jones. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Uh, well, so there you go. There you go. All right. Oh, right. good. He landed it on his feet. I was excited about having all three of those guys, you know, on the same team in New Orleans, but.
1: Well, I think the problem. Well, I think I wrote on the thing. He was one of the players who people thought would be on the way out. Uh, they had had too many big men after they got cousins, they had too many big men. So there was Mm -hmm. the question of who, who would they keep? Who could they trade? Yeah. And Jones is kind of a natural one to move because there's so many concerns over his health. Yeah. You know, nobody's really quite sure if he can play. I mean, that's, that's the big
0: question, right? Yeah. Long but we turn. don't care about that. We just want a bunch of UK guys on the same roster. That's fun to watch.
1: Well, it so. just was the Suns.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's,
1: the, that's team. the Suns. <laughs> I think they've got four, <laughs> four at this point. So. And they're the team in the league, so go figure. I just think it's funny, this notion that, oh, now we have Cousins and we have Anthony Davis, we should go hire Kyle Party. That makes no Thanks to me. Absolutely, what I is going to happen. I'm scared to death me. they're going to get Calipari. But that makes no sense. Why would Why would he do that? What What would be the appeal there? You know, you've got <laughs> if if anybody knows all of cousins flaws, it's probably Calipari. Oh, well, so, that's you
0: know. true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I'm scared of. This off season is is his, home, is his going to New Orleans to coach the uh, team there, but.
1: I, I figure, guess it's not hurt, I figure so. the thing for Calipari. If if there comes a day where he wakes up and he says, "You know, I'm just sick of recruiting," yeah, that's when I think Kentucky has to get worried. But yeah. Until yeah. that happens, I mean, why would you leave? He's yeah. He seems very happy. I think being what he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a national yeah. figure. He has his own podcast now. Yeah. Right. We. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Much like we do. Yeah. That's podcast. (laughs) So we're running low on time. So what are you, what are you hoping to talk about this next week? Is there anything special coming up we should keep an eye out on?
0: So I guess um, I'm mostly excited about, um, uh, I'm mostly excited about trying to find an Everly brothers clip (laughs) <laughs> from the <laughs> from the february twenty eighth, nineteen seventy one Ed Sullivan show. There you go. Because they opened that show by playing their song Bowling Green. And this this performance was on YouTube fairly recently, within the last year, and it has now been taken down or disappeared or what have you. That's so weird. I wonder
1: why I got pulled.
0: <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And uh, I am excited about uh, it's the I'm starting to sort my uh, I'm trying I'm starting to realign my my baseball cards with the 1971 rosters. So I've got a lot of sorting (laughs) to do in the last in the next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. I can talk a little more about that process. next. next That's right. That's right. So we've got the uh, so we'll be seeing if the Orioles can repeat. And uh, I'm getting very excited about the A's, who are kind of an upcoming, up and coming team in uh, in the majors. So and I'm a big A's fan. So.
1: What's their roster at that point?
0: Well, we can get it's, into that, I guess, when it comes up. But. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'll 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 try to. Uh, I did see that uh, the the one story that I saw about the A's this week was that um, I think he was their player representative at the time, but he was talking about. Um, uh, well, I, I'll tell you what. I'm just going to say that for next week because I don't want to <laughs> get the details correct. So okay. I should have prepared myself for that. So there you go. Podcast. Yeah, number.
1: maybe next week I'll actually try to prepare ahead of time.
0: So. <laughs> read, either that, I'll try maybe. to actually
1: read the post.
0: <laughs> well, that wasn't fair. That just you just
1: what we should do is we should do any post that go up on Tuesday. We can't, we can't do. Can't do. Yeah, yeah that's right. Is just a Monday. Well, you know,
0: this is all – it's all in – well, just, I, I you not know, had a chance to know. look
1: at your freaking weekend
0: post either. So. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Sometimes I don't look at them for weeks, you know.
1: No, same
0: here. Yeah. yeah oh, shoot. That was one of the <laughs> – I can do this in the next podcast. but was, Actually, I was going to talk all about this post that Go Heath did from, like, five years ago. I was so excited. I stumbled upon it this week. And it was so – oh, well. I'll talk about what it was, that,
1: what was Yeah, okay.
0: It was, it was UK versus Robert Boris in the NIT. Oh, if sure, remember. when they lost. Yeah, yeah, And he did, like, he did, the, at that point, he was still doing the play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, these kind of, like, in the comments, <laughs> of like, all the way through. And there's, like, 120 comments, all from him. And it's just such despair. Oh, sure. It's just dripping with despair. It is so <laughs> great. It's such a great post. But it makes me must go heat. All right. <clears throat> That's
1: yeah, it. I guess that's it. Um, yeah, I should get some album reviews out before the next podcast. Um, that's about it for me. I, Are you going to really try to
0: do music from the start and the end of this podcast?
1: Yeah, we got to. I'll come up with something. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about what you said. So, so the listeners, of course, will already know what we picked, but because they'll be listening to the podcast, it will have the music at the beginning. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I think I forget what song you said, but I think I'm just gonna to try to find a MIDI version. Maybe I'll try to find a MIDI version of the song Bowling Green.
0: Oh there you go. It could that's, be it could be a different MIDI every that, week.
1: It's like open you know, that's open source or whatever, so we can just use it. But uh
0: You could do you could do a different MIDI every week. That could be our theme, and then we could have guess the MIDI. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not sure how we would ever know, know who guessed. That'll know. pack a Well,
0: you know all the well, people on who the commented. podcast.
1: I guess that's true on the uh, on the podcast post, Yeah, exactly. Could, in the comments, people could put their guesses for the. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> first, I have to first find midis that are open source so that we can use them. I guess that's the other thing. But, yeah, that's true. I know I'll... how to find open source images. I'm not sure how to find open source. Music. I have to, I have to look into that. Yeah, They'll give me something to do tonight, I guess. But
0: we have a bit of a checkered history in this area because you know we were. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we were in we charge of the illegal heat high school yearbook one year. <laughs> yeah, <that's so>. <laughs>
1: hey, we wrote them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got oh, oh man. man. Well, we can't mention that until it goes to uh, public domain, so. (laughs) All right. The end. Goodbye.